Do you believe there is more to your career than waiting for the gold watch in 40 years? Did you know that the average American spends 200 hours a year commuting to a job they probably hate? Does it frost your ass to get a 2% raise that barely keeps up with the rate of inflation? Have you ever worked for a boss hole? We know how you feel, and we want to help. Welcome to the Boss Free Society Podcast, your entertaining entrepreneur therapy session with your hosts, Tim Wambach and Patty Dominguez. Couch not included. Hello, Patty. We're back in the studio doing another He Said, She Said episode. And today we thought that we would kind of pay homage to one of the great business philosophers of our time, and that is Jim Rohn. So we're going to kind of talk about words of advice from the great Jim Rohn. Right, Patty? I agree. I think Jim Rohn, um, as we have talked about before, we quote him consistently. Um, Also, the whole fact that he has been the business philosopher, certainly of our time, arguably, I think, the best. And the wisdom that he's imparted has left so much of a legacy. Um, He's influenced people like Tony Robbins and any Actually, Darren Hardy, Hardy, any any leader in the industry and entrepreneurship will reference a Jim quote here and there because he brings so much. He brought so much. Yeah, there's no there's no doubt about it. Whether you're you know in business for yourself and network marketing, whatever the case may be, Jim Rohn is someone that you should be learning from. Uh, Unfortunately, Jim has has left us. He he died a few years ago, but obviously his wisdom and his teachings live on, and they live on through all of us. And that's what's really cool about um, being able to do this podcast and, and and now kind of talking about some of his words of advice just to kind of keep his his legacy alive not that we have to keep it alive but we are going to be talking about him and his words of advice yeah it just seemed natural to pay tribute to jim Rohn as an earlier episode um that we have because he's just been so impactful to us so we're going to cover some of the quotes that jim Rohn um has left that have impacted us and hopefully they will provide the same kind of inspiration for you as well right and and see you know pick Pick and choose what works best for you and, and really listen to, to uh, what he has to say. And the first quote that we're going to kind of dive into, it's a skills quote. And this, you know, as an entrepreneur, as someone who's working for themselves, this is just so high level. So here, here, here's the, the first one we're going to talk about. Don't wish it were easier. Wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems. Wish for more skills. Don't wish for less challenges. Wish for more wisdom. I love that quote, Tim, specifically um, as it applies to me. I mean, I did go from a job into entrepreneurship. And the truth of the matter is that a lot of the skills that I uh, learned over time in my corporate career, yeah, some of them apply to my entrepreneurial career, but it doesn't necessarily translate immediately. So there was a lot of different skills that I required to learn and to really get my head straight on. And and so it's it's not... I'll tell you the frustration of being an entrepreneur early on um, could have got taken me down the road of pity and just say, oh, this isn't going to work for me. And instead, what I did is I, I was looking for a solution to learn the right skills, to learn the right mindset, to to allow me to have a business that is um, thriving, right? That's thriving. Absolutely. I get better every day. I'm open to new um, opportunities, new projects. And I, I can tell you with 100% certainty 
that for me, learning that new skill set has been pivotal in finding the successes that I've had. Yeah, it's just a really quick story for me, you know, and, and kind of kind of get double backing on what you had to say. For me, one of the skills that I needed to develop that I did not have when I started my business was accounting skills and, you know, keeping track of receipts and doing all that stuff. And you know, it took a while for me to really get the hang of it. And, you know, I talked to uh, people that were doing it and doing it successfully. And, and I kind of modeled what they did. I, you know, I had t- talked to different accountants and this and that. So, you know, I, I, I had a system in place that I was comfortable with. And then actually this year, Patty, you, 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 uh, turn me on to shoeboxed.com. And let me tell you, this is a game changer and a lifesaver for me. It is basically, instead of you know being so diligent with all my receipts, I'm still diligent in, re- in keeping them, but I only have to keep them in one place. And then I send this document uh, or this envelope. envelope, a magic envelope to their corporate office and they take care of everything and it's in the cloud. Yeah. So this is a, a little plug for Shoebox. It was a, a game changer for me. And similar to Tim, when I started um, my business, I felt the need to do everything. I was doing my own accounting, my bookkeeping, my invoices, everything you can think of, soup to nuts. I was a one-man show. And so what happens is you become an operational owner instead of really being a, a business owner where you're leveraging your time and, and can scale up. Um, that's almost a topic for another show in its entirety. Absolutely. But what I can tell you is that looking beyond my skill set, I realized that accounting was not anything that I'm passionate about, nor I care to do. So I looked and I and I found a resource, a business, a, a CPA, a bookkeeper that they love what they do and let them do it. And they brought so many good ideas for the table or to the table for me, including something as small as shoeboxed that completely shaved off so much time with me dealing with these receipts and, and all of this business that it was just killing my time. So another example of don't wish it were easier, wish you were better. So the process became easier because I became better in recognizing that that was not my strong suit. Absolutely. And I found somebody who does love doing it. <laughs> and really, you know, your time and then also for me at least with the, the receipts, there's a lot of, there's anxiety around it. And those are, that really takes away from your core values and, and what you need to do to, to have a successful exactly. business. All right. So Moving right along, okay, Patty, this one I think I know that you're going to really like this one. It's about growth. And here's what Jim Rohn had to say about growth. Don't, don't join an easy crowd. You won't grow. Go where the expectations and the demands to perform and achieve are high. Definitely. I would say that one as well. Um, I go back to the quote from T. Harv Ecker, who wrote the book um, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And one of the key lessons that I learned from that book was investing 10% of your income in your personal development. So what that comes with is as your income grows, that 10% is going to grow substantially. That's where you're going to see these different mastermind groups, different coaching programs that are 10,000, 25,000 and above. And some people are just the average American with a salary of $45,000, let's say, is going to say, are you kidding? $25,000 for coaching or a mastermind? That's ridiculous. But here's the deal, is that in that group, you are going to be among 
people that are game changers, that are innovation people, that are disruptive thinking uh, people, that are going to be elevating the game, not just focusing on their business right now, but they're going to be focusing on their business and where they're going to take it next year, in the next three years, in the next five years. So you're elevating your game by being around people that are doing substantially better than you. Right, and <laughs> you you had a T. Harv Ecker quote. I have I don't know who came up with this quote, but I think it's just as uh, effective, and and it's actually a little humorous. And that is, if you want to run with the big dogs, you can't piss like a puppy. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> and and there you have it, eloquent. Who came up with that? I have no idea. But, it, it, but it, 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 basically, you know, really what that's what that's saying though is that. You have to deal with high-level people if you want to be a high-level person. Yeah. You know, and another one could be, you know, you can't soar with eagles if you hang around with turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> and Okay. And here's another one. If you're the smartest person in the room, you need to find a different room because exactly. you're not going to grow beyond that. Exactly. And I've also had um, the the question that's come up to me is like, what do you get from spending $10,000? What do you mean, what do you get? You're going to literally truncate the time that it takes you to learn something new because these people have already done the things that you're looking to do. And it's about modeling, right? That's one of the big lessons for this year for me is I've elevated my game and I'm in a mastermind that I've paid five figures to get into. And they always talk about model what successful people are doing. Like Tony Robbins talks about success leaves clues. And some people may say, holy moly, that's a lot of money, but I expect to get a return on that initial investment. And, and that's the, and that's exactly right, because you didn't, you didn't spend anything. You right, invested. invested. Thank and, you. And, and, that, and that's what's great about um, you know, your mindset and you know, great about hanging around high-level people. They want to hang around more high-level people. Right. And you know, sometimes investing is... is you have to invest in yourself to to grow. That that that's the bottom line, and obviously we both are, are huge proponents of that. Here, can I make one more point? Yeah, because I think it's really important. I had um, a comment from a girlfriend of mine. Um, she is starting a network marketing business, and she has had a lot of success as of late. Um, she has a very specific goal in mind of what she's looking to achieve within a time frame. So as you can guys hear, there's some goals in place, right? That's really essential for starting any business, really. And so in her situation, um, she's been confronted with people that are not showing the love. Her friends are not showing her the love. And I expressed to her that you have to consider that people are uncomfortable with the growth that you're having, but that's just a reflection of their own uncomfortability of where they are. Of where they are. Yeah. So that is going to come with the territory. The more successful you are, the more you're growing, you will inevitably get haters. And that's another idea that I've had to wrap my head around. And that's just okay. That comes with the territory. And actually, you know, if you think about it, it's a good thing. Because Absolutely. it means that you're doing you're doing things that uh, are attracting people, you know, and, and you're doing things that people are noticing. Yeah. And if they're noticing your success, they might be jealous, or you know, and and that's unfortunately you know the society that we live in. Yes. Yes. All right. So the next quote that we're going to talk about it's a change quote, and Jim Rohn says, "We generally change ourselves for one of two reasons." Inspiration or desperation? <laughs> yes. Okay. On that one, I will quote. Co- I will quote 
my business coach at one time was Jeffrey Combs. And he says that when the pain is great enough, you will change. Okay. And that is the one thing. But he does say that rock bottom is an over, it's, you don't have to hit rock bottom. You don't have to wait till the pain is great enough. You can choose to change at any moment. It really is just a decision. And some people will go to conferences or events and, as he used to quote to me, they'll like walk out of there, you know, jacked up sideways <laughs> because they're so freaking geeked out about what they heard and what they saw. But the fact of the matter is, is that that is only one moment in time. And it's important for you to realize that with that, you have to use that inspired action, inspired event, excuse me, to take inspired action. Absolutely. And that's the missing link. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, you're the king of consistency, but that is absolutely the truth. So it's the inspired action and then realizing if you are in a position where the pain is great enough, like, I don't want to make $30,000 a year anymore. I have to change my game. What is that going to take? You're going to have to take some massive action in the right direction. So those are the two different variances on that same concept. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, really, there's the quote about how, um, you know, like a vision pulls you and pain pushes you. Right. And, you know, it, it, some people, pain is, is a great motivator and some people, pleasure is that great motivator. Yep. And whoever you are, you know, whichever way, whichever camp that you're in, use it. You know, you got to use that to your um, best of your ability and and, know, and real, recognize that and, and, and see how you can use uh, whichever motivator is yours, you know, and use that and, and plus it out. Yeah, to propel yourself forward. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. All right, bring it on. Ready for the next one? I'm ready for the next one. Jim Rohn on activity. Activity. The few who do are the envy of the many who watch. Okay, that one is, <laughs> I will quote, um, I have several friends of mine that are super, super successful in network marketing. And I heard this quote, and I can't remember who said it, but it comes from that industry. People only see the glory, they don't see the story, mm. or they don't know the story. Yeah. Right? Right. So it's about nobody has any notion of what it has taken that person that of what they've been able to achieve, the fact that they're on stage, the fact that they are multiple six-figure earners, seven-figure earners, the fact that they only see them on stage and they're only saying, oh, well, they're lucky because of this, or they were able to get ahead because of that. No, we all have to go through the ups and downs. And what these people will show is that they had the tenacity to continue until. Exactly. It's, until is the, key, is the key word. Right. Um, you know, that's that's the, the, the piece of that. Uh, I lost my train of thought. I was going to say something. It's right? so good because what I said was so good. <laughs> well, no, yeah. You know, it, it goes back to, you know, what you were saying just made me think of, you know, the overnight success. But people don't see the 10 years of yes. work to be that o overnight success. Yes. And that's basically what, you know, what, what your quote was saying. And, and, you know, the hard work and the dedication to your dream, people aren't going to see that. Yes. And I will quote, I love Malcolm Gladwell. I'm like a super groupie. I know that sounds completely nerdy. 
But Malcolm Gladwell has so many great books like Blink and Tipping Point, um, Outliers. Outliers, and Outliers specifically. And this one has arguably, arguably been debated on whether it does take 10,000 hours to become an expert. But he came up with this whole theory that it takes 10,000 hours for somebody to become an expert at something. Right. So in his book, he gave some really great examples of how the Beatles the, uh, back in the day – you know, people saw them on the who was the name Ed of that Sullivan. guy on the Ed Sullivan show. They said, "Oh, the British invasion!" Like as if they came out of at nowhere, like they came out from under a rock right. and was like, "Whoa!" But what Malcolm Gladwell talks about is that they would do nine-hour sets in like these really crappy underground pubs, right. you know, back in the day in England. And it was through those nine-hour sets that they did repetitively over many, many, many years that they were able to really synthesize their sound and really bring their A-game when they came to the Ed Sullivan Show. And to America. <laughs> so, and to America. And so that's why this whole, they only see the glory, not the story. Just remember that when you see... Uh, people that are up on stage or where you see somebody came up with a book and it became an instant bestseller or a podcast that has a million downloads. There's a story behind that. We have to recognize and pay almost homage to the fact that, man, they got their, you know, crap together and they got it together and they made it happen. They and busted then, it out. Yeah, and, that's, and that is the truth. I, I would say respect the story. Respect even, it. Even without knowing it. Just know that it, that it, it in, in, in entrepreneurship and network marketing and in what in business, very rarely are there these like you know one hit wonders right. or you know I mean th- there are going to be you know someone's going to get lucky every now and then but for the most part I would say nine probably more than nine out of ten times there's that hard work and there's that story that's that's behind that so yeah I think respect respect the story I agree respect it. <laughs> R E S P C T. We could, we could, we could just break it down. Um, I was going to ask you what was, what is your favorite Malcolm Gladwell book? Uh, I well, okay, so I geek out on Malcolm Gladwell because I, I would say probably the Tipping Point. Yeah, that, that was the first book I read, and that was his first book, and where it just has so many great. Imp- it implications from a marketing standpoint, brand building, business strategy. I just think it's such a well-rounded book. And I remember when I read it, I was like, holy crap, that it was a game changer oh, yeah. in the my psych- mind. The psychology in that book. So yeah. good. And so I had the opportunity to meet him in person at a Salesforce conference in San Francisco. Oh, cool. Yeah, in 2006. And I waited in line. I'm like such a dork. <laughs> I, lo- I was geeking out. I mean, him and Seth Godin are probably two of my favorites that I have followed. And, and in Seth's case, Oh my gosh! I followed him from. It's been decades, actually. Really? That I followed him. He, well, so cool. Yeah, he's kind of like the king of uh, permission marketing. Yeah, marketing, uh, just like think of the the disruptive thinking that that uh, he would be amazing to interview. Seth, if your people are listening, we want to get you on the show because you, you're, Seth, you're you're someone that you know our peeps want to hear. Yeah, from. Seth, you deserve to be on the Boss Re Society. And, and we don't even have to talk about the Purple Cow unless you want to. No, unless but he has a to. really <laughs> great but he has a really great book that just came out uh, where it's self-published and he's modeling it where you can only buy it via his site and 
he will send you two books for the price of one. And the idea is that he wants it to be uh, through word of mouth marketing, the, this idea virus of you got to play bigger than you are. And he wrote that too, idea yes. virus, right? Yeah, he Meeting wrote the idea, idea yeah. <laughs> anyway, we are segueing, but Seth is awesome. Yeah. All right. and, and that, and that, but that's what's great about this. This is our show, Patty. So we yeah, can do what we, we can do whatever the hell we want. <laughs> and we like to talk about books because yeah. we are avid readers. And we're again, nerds. we're going to say it again. We're, gonna, we're probably going to say this a million times on this podcast, but leaders are readers. For so, sure. um, you know, get 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 to your reading, get to the knowledge, get to that uh, that that place. So, we're, we're, this is going to be the last Jim Rohn quote that we are going to share with you, at least here today. Okay, uh, we might we might there might be some more even in this episode, I guess, but who knows? Okay, but the, 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 for at least for this show, we, we got um, the last episode. The last uh, quote is on success. Okay, Jim Rohn says, "Success." Is what you attract by the person you become. I just want to drop the mic, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say about that? I think, no, not I think, I know that success is a journey of many steps. It is uh, a price to be paid. Again, quoting Jeffrey Combs, like, it's just a price to be paid. It, it's over a long series of different activities that you do consistently over time. Yeah, and you, and you have to pay that price absolutely in advance. Yes. And that's the part that people don't want to do. Get it. They, you know, they you know they put in work for they put in hard work for 3 weeks and then they pull back and then they wonder why their income has doesn't reflect that hard work they put in for 3 weeks. Well, you got to do Three months, and then you got to do three years, and then you, you know, yes. you got, yeah. The more you do consistent work over consistent hard work over a, over a long period of time, that's where you're really gonna, you know, get that success. And you know, you have to have those daily disciplines and and to get you through those tough times because, I mean, and you've heard this before. You know, if it were easy, everyone would do it, right? And, yes. And that, but the thing is, it's true. You know, being an entrepreneur is not easy. There are so many people that, you know, would like to do it, but the secure paycheck is more comforting to them than the risk of being on their own. Well, it's safe, the right? Safe, the safe play. Quote, unquote, safe. I'm using finger quote, air finger yeah, you quotes. You can't see it, guys. I can see it, but you guys can't. Safe. <laughs> so the deal is, is that success does take effort, time, and really the whole impetus for us creating the Bossery Society is because you don't have to go alone on this journey. It's so critical to feed your brain with great information so that you can take inspired action, to be around people that are like-minded because most of the world thinks we're nutty and crazy right. because we're doing what we're doing. Um, and so there's nothing like finding those like-minded people to help you stay the course and really elevating your game, sharing ideas, etc. So that really... it. it wraps it up perfectly because again that is really the whole goal of the Bossery Society is for us to impact you know a million people and that's a very lofty goal Huge. and when Tim brought it up to me and he just pushed the envelope on that that the, our mission is to impact a million people to live Bossery by design so not because they it's it's an afterthought no really by, by design, design. 
And when Tim brought it up to him, I'm like, oh, it made me uncomfortable. And that's how I knew it was the right goal to have. So that's really our business goal. Tim, yeah. do you want to yeah, comment I, on that? I was that? just going to say, you know, kind of talking on that number about a million people, because I, I look at it from this point, you know, this, what we're doing here is all really kind of creating a legacy. And uh, I love, you know, being boss free. And I want to be able to teach that to my children and let them choose what direction they want to go in, of course. But really, you think about the world, if there were a hundred, if there were one million more people out there living life by design, you know, on their own terms, let alone than just punching a, a, a clock and, and, you know, going to work miserable and, and, you know, really being a slave to, to the nine to five. And I just think that, you know, the more people that are doing work that lights them up, yeah. the better the society is going to be. In, absolutely. In absolutely. So it is a choice. I mean, there are those folks that love their jobs and, and you know, fine. so be it. That's cool. That's fine. But if you are looking uh, to be boss free, there is a better way. There is another way. There is, there are so many resources you could tap into and we are looking to have that start with boss free society. So we're super passionate about this. Thank you to Jim Rowan for leaving a legacy. I was legitimately sad when he died. Was, yeah, I love that man. He's so amazing. Yeah. Um, so we hope that you took some notes of wisdom and inspiration so that you can take inspired action in your everyday life and in your business. So make sure to check us out on Boss Society. All the links uh, will be in the show notes of the books we mentioned, a Jim Rohn video or two, sure. as well as how to get in touch with us on Facebook at the Boss Society Dojo, as well as Twitter and Google Plus and YouTube. Is there anything else I'm missing? Instagram? It, no. Well, no? no we're, we're, we'll we're probably gonna, get there. Yeah, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to find us on iTunes and leave us an oh, yes, honest rating you. and review. And please, that really helps us yes, grow the you, show. Tim. Yes, five stars preferred. If you know, we, we we do like the five stars. We don't, but we want an honest one. We want an honest. And the one. cool thing is, we will be reading uh, reviews on the air. So if you show us the love, we're going to give you a very special shout yeah. out. So shout make sure to, to check us out. <laughs> Again, all those links will be in the show. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Boss Free Society podcast. If you want more. Connect with us on Facebook at Boss Free Society fan page, Twitter at Boss Free Society, or join our group of other boss-free-minded peeps at the Boss Free Dojo on Facebook. <laughs>